Happy Monday, beautiful people. Thank you again for tuning in to Conversations with Friends. It's a beautiful day. I'm so excited to get this uh, conversation into the ethers and share this love with you all. Um, my friend on the show today has been a friend for many years. Gosh, let's see. So probably 12 years or so. Um, we met in, in Southern California. It was the first time I had left my hometown of San Diego, moved up to Orange County, California. And we've been friends ever since then, had some really good times. And I'm just super excited to bring him back. We're actually now neighbors in the desert. And I really want to put the energy out to my friends Stay in contact with the people you care for and the people that you bond with, man. Stay in contact because you never know when time will bring you back again together because time has brought me and my friend Daniel Tez back together. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. We're so excited. Um, We're doing this uh, in person, actually, because Daniel is, again, a neighbor here in Phoenix. And so um, most of my conversations are over the phone, but he's in the flesh. Right here. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how, how close we live like, to each other, too. It's only, what, like 15, about 15 like, minutes from here? Yeah. I, don't, I haven't been to your home yet. You haven't even uh, invited me to I your know, home I yet. Know. Well, I've invited you to my donut shop. You're never at home, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my home is a donut shop, so. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Oh, I didn't hit record, that's why. We're doing video, two friends. Oh, we didn't get the intro. There we go. Oh, well, there we go. Um, So welcome, Daniel. I am just extremely happy, man, that over the years we stayed in contact. Uh, You kept my books for me when I went to Hawaii. I will never Mm -hmm. forget that. Yeah. Yo, that was the most, like, special thing. (laughs) (laughs) I had, like, three of your boxes. I had, like, your... I have the, the, the Bob Marley book that, that I had for a while, too, from you. Um, Bob Marley book? Yeah. I don't even remember. Was it like a discog? Yeah, I think so. I don't even remember. Yeah. You had all my like all my books, and they were so treasured. They were treasures to me then. Yeah. But I knew my books were okay. Yeah. I'm like, Dan's got me. If he moves, he's going to take my books with him. <laughs> Took care of it, for sure. Man. I forgot you went to Hawaii, too. Yeah, and I think actually I left. So you took them when I went, when I left Cali when I went up to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister had the apartment, mm-hmm. and then she moved out, and I was like, "You went and got my books, man." Yeah, that was so important to me. Yeah, that meant a lot. Um, and then Safari and I came back down, and we came and got them, and that was the next time I saw you, and we've just stayed in contact over the years, man. It means yeah. so much. It was uh, when when we decided to move from California out to Arizona. I knew I'm like, all right, I still have a friend out in Arizona. And like when we decided to kind of finally come out here, you were already we were head, you were heading out. I'm like, what? <laughs> Dang it. Just missed you. We were leaving. Yeah. But we came back. We're back. We came back. We're neighbors again. Um, super excited. And Dan has, has been in the desert um, creating things, making things happen. So we're going to talk about that. We're just going to get into it, just have a conversation with my friend. Um, so before we do that, before we get into it, I'd like to ask all of the friends on the show just a little bit about themselves. Um, I generally ask, like, what has brought you to today? Um, sitting here in Tempe, Arizona, uh, what has brought you here to today? You're not from Arizona, you're from Southern California. Um, 
Well, actually, I don't even know if you're born there, so you can just tell us. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, tell us a little about. Um, so I was born in Torrance, California. Grew up there most of my life. Well, actually, I moved to Long Beach, and then after about eight years, I moved down to Orange County, uh, Mission Viejo. I lived, lived there most of my life. Um, college, went up to San Francisco, so I was there for about five years. Lived in San Francisco, San Mateo, pretty much all over the Bay. Then went back down south, um, 2000, what, 2006, 2000, yeah, around that time. Then um, I think I met you, what, 2000, 2006? I think 2006 is when we met. Was it? Okay. I feel like it because I, or seven. I think it was seven or, seven or oh, eight. Oh, no, because I left in 2008. Okay, then seven, yeah, 2007, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so I was I was there for a few, you know a few years after college. It wasn't until two thousand gosh, I'm, I'm probably gonna get these years wrong, but maybe like four or five years ago when we decided to move out to Arizona. Um, so my parents were out here, um, kind of back to backtrack a little bit. Um, I grew up around donuts. Um, my parents have been in the business for like thirty plus years yeah. since like. Probably like the early eighties. So I grew up with that. I was I was born early eighties and that's all I knew growing up. Like my parents were always in the business, they were always at work. Um, same with my uncles, even my grandparents were in, wow. in the business too. So um, at an early age I knew about donuts. I also knew that I would never want to get in the business of donuts. <laughs> you would donut out. I was yeah, I was like, whatever I do when I grow up, I don't want to do donuts. Um, I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to work for Disney. Um, but yeah, four or five years ago, me and my wife, Maya, talked about you know starting a business, and the whole donut business was kind of booming around that time. And I was like, yeah, let's let's give it a shot. My parents were kind of getting back into the business too because they retired, um, moved out here like about ten years ago, and they started a shop. Um, uh, about four years ago, five years ago, when we were deciding to come out here. And they were pretty successful with it. And we said, all right, let's go out and learn from them. Yeah. And within a year of just coming out here and learning from them, we were able to open up our own shop. And now we're here. Hmm. So, What's the name of that shop? Uh, it's called The Local Donut. The Local Donut. Yeah. In Scottsdale, Arizona. It's Scottsdale, right? It's mm -hmm. considered Scottsdale. Oh, yeah, Scottsdale. Um, I didn't grow up in the donut industry, but I grew up with donuts. Pink, <laughs> pink box donuts, too. Yeah, yeah. That, if you got the pink box. We don't have the pink box. You don't. <laughs> we you, don't. You don't, but you but have. I, I know the, what's up. Yeah, yeah. You have yeah. the pink box energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were trying to, because a lot of people were doing the pink box, so we tried to um, differentiate ourselves and not do the pink box. So we have a white box. But it's cool because it, it tastes <laughs> like pink box. Yeah, donuts. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come from a pink box donut no, yeah, background. We, yeah, for sure. We have. I know your parents had nothing but pink boxes. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's that's when you know it's official. Like in Portland, <laughs> they have. Have you heard of Voodoo Donuts? Yeah, uh, they have pink boxes, and it's like you feel tricked almost. Like this is these aren't pink box donuts. Yeah, they just aren't. Um, Man, donuts are my favorite. We're actually going to be doing a Healing Kitchen Live after today, and uh, we're going to be sharing some donuts. So if you all watch Healing Kitchen, check out 
last week's show. It'll be last week's show by the time you hear this. Um, we're making black bean burgers, and we're going to be having some mm-hmm. local donuts. Yeah. Um, so you've been in the desert for four years now? Four or five? Um, no, it was, it was, we decided four years ago to come out here. I, okay. think, I think it's about three years now. Wow. Dang. <coughs> and um, you're enjoying it? How's the heat? The heat is the heat. Yeah. Um, I can I can work with the heat because like the rest of the year, so it's, be- it's beautiful. Like I like I tell my she still hasn't really understood and I like understood like what I love about it. But just every morning I walk out, just like in like November, November is beautiful. Like it's nice tank top, flip flops, yeah. all year. Maybe one month of cold in the winter. It's, I mean, it's, it's cold. It gets cold, but like. I don't know what, what it is about the scenery that I love, like, mm. um, that w- what we didn't have in California was if you walked outside on any given day and looked at the sky, you can't really see the sky. Yes. You can't really see, like, the mountains because it's that smog. Um, out here, you, I mean, on a, good, on a good day, you just see blue skies and even the cloud formations. I don't know, mm. something about the, the way it looks out here. Yeah. I, I love it. It's beautiful. It's the sky for me, too. When I leave Arizona, all I can... Dream, I dream of coming back to this big sky. Yeah. It's just, you just have miles and miles of blue stretch mm-hmm. sky. Oh, it's magical. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that right now because right now with the monsoons, man, <laughs> that's different though. Like it's, yes, man, wow. Powerful monsoon season though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not used to this. I mean, this this is like when you, when you get those notifications in your phone, like watch out for floods or storms come through, like, all right, let's just stay home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stay home tonight. So. so the other years you were here, this, it, it wasn't like that, right? It's been really calm I mean, since this season. Yeah, I mean, like like last year, we, we had some pretty crazy storms, but this year was pretty wild. Yeah. This year it was like at least two weeks every day, I feel like, in the city. In the city, because out in the desert, they're getting hit all season. Yeah, yeah. I feel like every day, at least for a week and a half or two weeks, we were just being hit every single day with storms. Yeah. And that last time I was here, too, remember, um, I left, and then you said that, did you went somewhere, and then, like, someone got hurt and went to the hospital? Like, there was, it was, like, raining really bad, and then you went outside, someone slipped and fell. What, last time I lived here? No, last time I was here. When I was here, like, it was after... Oh, oh, yes, that wasn't from a storm, though. Was it was no, she was. It was a neighbor. She was. Um, she was just attacked. Oh, what? She yeah. was attacked. Yeah, she was. And, and it actually, we thought it was in our building. It was yeah, some yeah. rumors. We thought it was in our building. It ended up not being. It was down the street. But she was hit with a gun and robbed. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I got that wrong. Then I thought for some reason it had to do with the storm. That's even. That's even worse. Yeah. Um, dang, was that that same day? I think so. Maybe there's something else I'm missing, but I think that. I'm pretty sure that's because I remember texting you. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I thought it was after it was after like Naya's birthday party, and I went home, and then that was another that was another synchronicity though because I got a call, and the uh-huh. first call I got was to the restaurant I had just told you about Mihana's. Uh-huh. I had just told you about a restaurant, and then I got um, a call <coughs> to go to that restaurant. There was another synchronicity that day. Mm-hmm. Synchronicities are real. Yeah, no, I, I believe that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> synchronicities are real. If, um, if I wrote a book on all those, I. I mean, I could write a whole, whole crazy book on all those weird things that happened with, even, even when we used to work at Cox, I remember we used to talk about that back then, even with like 
the numerology and numbers and whatnot. And, yeah. Um, we could go into Cox. I was gonna, I was gonna have you talk a little bit about the local donut. I want to hear a little bit how, mm-hmm. just have you share, yeah, yeah. Uh, with that. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that, and then we'll go into Cox days because those were good days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Working so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, the local donut, um, super uberly successful local donut shop. People are loving it. Um, tell us a little bit about the shop. Tell us a little about what you guys do. So um, the local donuts. It's ran by me and my wife, um, Maya, and we we do just, I want to say we do traditional donuts, but we also do fancy donuts. I think that's what kind of separates us from a lot of the other shops. I mean, you do have your other shops that do those two things, um, but I think we have a pretty good balance where we can get your everyday, everyday person who just wants regular, normal, traditional donuts. Like we do all those things. We do everything from like, you know, just your traditional glazed donuts um, old-fashioned donuts, um, and then like your apple fritters and whatnot, some stuff that people are familiar with. But we also have the fancier type donuts where we have a little fun. We'll do like a creme brulee donut. Um, recently, we did the pistachio donut, which you kind of helped me with because you guys have that that nut grinder. Yeah. So they will make a pistachio donut. We did a carrot cake donut. So um, yeah, we just have fun with it. We 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 do have our traditional stuff, but we try to expand and have, you know, different varieties every month. Um, and yeah, so far we've been pretty successful. I, I don't, I don't know. Everyone asked me like, how, like, how do you guys get to where you are with your, your business and it being so successful? It's hard for me to, to see like the whole picture because every day we're working. So mm-hmm. we're going in, putting in work and, um, you know, we're listening to, to our customers, um, I mean, we, we have things we do our way, but we still kind of listen to what the people say, what they like, what they don't like. Um, and yeah, taking that constructive criticism is, is really important mm. with um, trying to develop as a, as a creator. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it helps too that I have somewhat of an art background. So I use... Somewhat of an art background? Okay. Well, <laughs> somewhat. Somewhat. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm being a little humble about it. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I love to, so I do a little bit of painting. Um, I've done everything from uh, screen printing, making shirts, sculpting, um, graphic design work. Um, yeah. So whatever. Everything. Everything. Yeah. So not, I, I mean, I'm a jack of trades, but I'm not really a master of any of it. Except creating it itself. Yeah, creating itself. Like I, I just love to create. If, if if there's a new process of making something, I'll I'll try to figure out how to how to do it that way. And, yeah, and, and do it. But I might not be a master at it. But I'm the same way. <laughs> um, the first time I stepped in, I I hadn't been to a local donut until March until we got here, and I don't even know if I got there in March. But it wasn't until we got into town I hadn't been able to visit. I was following you on Instagram and I was like, yo, they are popping down there. Like, I don't know what you're doing, but you're popping. I could tell. But as soon as, and I I did kind of already know anyways, because you're my friend and I know you. But as soon as I walked in the shop, I instantly could feel, instantly could feel why you're doing, uh, why you're doing well or why people want your donuts or why people just want to come there, why there would be a line out the door. Mm -hmm. Um, It's you. It's you and it's Maia and it's the energy of who you are. 
And that's really, I mean, you can go to a lot of donut shops and you're not going to come in there and get your feel. You're not going to come in there and feel like it's, it's more than a donut shop. It's a place like, it's almost like a cheers type of a place. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not there kicking it like that, but I can tell no. that people come there just to hang out because it feels like their donut shop. Yeah. So. I think that's, you know, and maybe there's a lot of donut shops like that that have, you know, the older crew that come and drink their coffees in the morning. But you guys, I bet it's 20-somethings, and you guys got young people that are committed to coming and getting their donuts and kicking it there. Yeah, yeah. And it's you guys. And every time I'm there, people are like, oh, what's up? And, like, talking to you, it's like, it's family. It feels like a family environment. Yeah. That's special. It, we, we, a lot of what we hear from our customers is their experience of, like what, like what we mean to them. And that's, that is a great, um, compliment. Like we'll hear from <clears throat> people who are young, people who are old. Like I, I hear from old folks that like, this is the best donut they've had since like they were a kid. Like it brings it back to when they're a kid. And that's, that's like, wow, that's the, that's, I'm done. I'll take, that's, that's the best compliment. We could close right now. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone's going to have their opinion. Not, we're not going to please everybody. Uh, but the people we do please, we, we try to keep doing it for them, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I, I guess I guess you're right about the whole, like, vibe. It's it's pretty much what we, me and Maya bring. Just like how, you know, you're doing your, your podcast and you have people who follow you. They want to hear what you have to say and, and feel your vibe, too, you know, so. Yeah, and it was like that at the juice cart, too. Like, um, <clears throat> I ran it for one year, and then Safari ran it for two years, and we had totally different customer bases. Mm-hmm. Like, I attract, attracted a certain customer base, and he attracted a certain customer base. And, and when he took over, and when I took over from him, because he started it off, and then I took over, a lot of his customers wouldn't come. They just were just like, you know, like, she's cool, but... Yeah. <laughs> and the same thing happened. So it is, um, and it's beautiful that you guys do it together as a team, um, but it's just you, man. It's just who you are. You got dope energy. You're welcoming. You're warm. You're funny. Um, and you guys have pictures of donut trees. <laughs> Yo, I, no other donut shop has donut tree pictures. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a whole. Like, if I show you like my list of like uh, donut inspired art projects, like. Do a trip. Like there's there's some stuff that we really want to do that I haven't have haven't really tackled yet. Like the, the donut plant thing. Like what you saw. Like I see a different vision of it, and like it's yeah. I mean it's it's a dope concept. I just haven't really flushed it out yet. Mm. Um, you could do a lot with that. Yeah, yeah. You could have like trees <laughs> like the donut. Yeah, you could do no, a lot. For sure, with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know so. And you know I'm partial to trees, so I was just like, "This is really exciting." <laughs> I don't, I don't know the artist that I got the inspiration from, but it was early 1900s, late 1800s. Mm. Um, they were all they were were medical diagrams uh, with like plants. Mm. If, if I showed you a picture of them, you would you would know. It's like if, if you go to like TJ Maxx or Ross or some some store that sells like um, frames, you'll see those pictures. Like they put them in kitchens; they're like just the plants, right? Yeah. So that was my inspiration behind that, just breaking down like a donut, you know, and doing it doing as a plant. Man. Yeah. So. A lot of artwork. Um, and it, and really, it, it actually 
makes me nostalgic of our days at Cox because um, I wasn't super into plants back then. Like I didn't really have the awareness and understanding of plants, but I became vegetarian yeah, at Cox. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, I became vegetarian. Yeah, like I think I even was at work and like that's it. I'm vegetarian. Yeah. And you probably were one of the first people I told. <laughs> I, I kind of was, was very curious at that time because you were – that was when, what entered my my world at that time from you was um, GMOs. So I, uh, I, I didn't really have an understanding of that you know, back then until mm-hmm. you brought that up to me. And then um, the idea of going vegetarian, even like vegan. I don't know if we talked about that back then too, but um, – that was when I was really like doing my research, mm-hmm. talking to you after all those all those days at Cox, um, and just learning a lot more. I mean, there's there's so much information out there, especially with you know your phone, the world at your your fingertips right there. Um, and our phones weren't like that back then. No, yeah, it wasn't. It was it was barely starting. That I think yeah. that's when, that was when like the iPhone. One first came out, or something. and if you had it, you were super balling. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Because I can remember. Uh, I think NATO had one, or his brother had one. Yeah, and he used to watch Friday <laughs> at work <laughs> at, on a night shift, and I was just like, "Dang, you really watching a movie on your phone?" Like, so they were they were already out. Yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't super surprising to me, but I knew like he was paying a lot for that, or yeah, to be able to download the movie or something. Wow, smartphones have been around for a while. Yeah. We've been around for a while. <laughs> We've been around for a while. Yeah. Um, so we worked at Cox together. Dan and I worked um, at Cox Communications. We were slanging cable on the sales team. Um, slanging cable. Slanging cable. Um, good job, good community. Um, but I feel like you and I... We were we were at work to be working for sure, but we were at work to like be dis, like going through self discovery too. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I learned so much about. I actually wrote my very first book there with you next to me. I wrote it at work. I'm pretty sure. Um, I still have it. Do you for real? I've, I've read it since then, but I still have it. You still have it? Yeah. I don't even have one. You have to let yeah. me get a copy of it. I, I have to copy it. Yeah, I'll have to go through my. And storage. Oh, you have the basics is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> um, dang, that's super exciting that you have that. Mm. Um, when vegetarian, you just said we were talking numbers and sacred geometry there as well. Can I sidetrack real quick? Yes. Uh, I really, like, admire how um, how you are with your kids. Mm. I really do. Like, I, I, I talk about with Maya a lot. Because um, we don't have kids yet, but we want to have kids, and we, we talk about having kids um, soon, hopefully. Yay! And, and um, yeah, just seeing how you are with your, your kids is awesome. So, Thank you. Give you that real quick. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, it's a lot of work. Um, but you know what is one of the most beautiful things is that I'm with them all the time. Mm-hmm. And so what I notice is that, um, you know, in the first few years, that bond between parent and child is really close. But once the child leaves the home for school or for some other system or mm-hmm. whatever it is, 
then it can really change. And so I think that uh, I'm just so fortunate that I get to be with them so much because yeah. we really know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a valuable such a valuable thing. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. That means a lot because you've known me a long time. You knew me before children. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure, yeah. I mean, I don't, obviously I don't see you every day with your kids, but just the way you talk to them, like I, I feel like they're just, to you, like, and, like you guys are a team. You talk to them as, you know, as an adult, you know, so that's, that's cool. Yes, thank you for appreciating that, for recognizing that. I do. Even when they were babies, um, you know, my voice changes a little bit for a cute baby, but I was just like, you know, if I if I talk to you like a child and treat you like a child, then yeah. I, I've always felt like I wasn't preparing them for what's <laughs> to come. And you spend like 12 years as a child, and then yeah. the rest of your life as an adult. Um, so anyways, I appreciate that. I, it means a lot to me to hear that feedback from people that knew me, have, that have known me. Mm-hmm. Um, because most of my friends have been, I left home, you know, so most of my friends are newer friends and they only know me as a mom. Yeah. Um, so that's, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I knew that, I knew back then when we were at Fox that, like, you were going to be a good mom. So, yeah. yeah, man, Cox. Cox was good. Um, so let's talk a little bit about plants because I feel like even though there wasn't a strong like connection then we, we were talking about plants though. We were talking about mm-hmm. healing. We were talking about food and using food to heal. Um, and I know that you've grown a lot in that. I've definitely grown a lot in that. Um, where are you at with that now? Like where has your mind taken you to recognizing, you know, you made a donut tree. So obviously plants do speak to you in some way as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did go, there was a point for about a year that I was vegetarian um, and I was really focused on, on consuming more plants or incorporating more plants in my diet. Um, <clears throat> I was doing a lot of juicing as well too at that time. Um, not so much now just because I hate to use like the business and work as an excuse, but um, owning a business, is it's, it's hard to find time to do um Things like um, going to the gym, you know, consistently and um, eating the best foods. Uh, and you're early in the building years too, so I mean, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's we're we're getting better now since we have more help. I mean, when we started um, our business, it was just me and Maya um, the first like three months, um, and wow. yeah, then we we hired one employee like after about three or four months, and then. Within like a year, we had like I think five or seven. Now we're at ten. Wow, seven employees. So it's it's getting easier for us to um, to not be there all the time and now focus on ourselves, mm-hmm. our relationship, um, and also on eating well and, and exercising as well too. Um, I'm I'm just glad that you're here now because now I can actually have conversations yeah. about plants. Let's get, let's get it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to that um, with you because I think when we were both at Cox, a lot of what I was learning about plants was just through you. You know, I think you're. I think the plants were speaking through you to get to me, or whoever else was in your, you know, in your circle of friends. Um, so, yeah. They do speak to me, and I didn't know then that they were speaking to me. And it was really back then; it was an, uh, it was more so of 
I was, I was vegetarian. So in my mind, it was like meat is not good for you and GMOs. And it was a very fear-based mentality still then. Um, I've changed a lot since then, but yeah, they, they, they definitely do speak. And what's amazing is when you, and I didn't back then realize either that I was influencing you or anyone else. I kind of was just like, I'm just going to talk about what I'm learning because it makes sense. But then when you can, you can hear that feedback from people, it's like, man, it's really, really important that we share. And that's really what friends with conversation or conversations with friends is all about is talking about what we're doing in our individual lives to heal emotionally, spiritually, physically, because it really does help other people. For sure. Like, like I, I, I feel like when, um, all those years after, even after when you moved, I was still kind of doing a lot of my own research and trying things for myself. Like I went on a, like I said, a, like a for a whole year while I was a vegetarian, um, and just just discovering different ways of of um, like living with um, with food and everything. Um, I went I went and tried, you know, being gluten free for a while, just kind of taking away a lot of a lot of. Um, breads for my diet and processed and processed foods was, was a yeah. big thing too like just taking processed foods out of my diet um, I mean with donuts <laughs> that's definitely processed there's a lot of you know I'll admit there's a lot of stuff that we use that's artificial um, processed but uh, it's 80-20 though I know you, you keep mentioning that to me and I I, I, I gotta get that in my head because I know like I've joked about this with, with my, and some of our customers, like with selling donuts, I feel like I'm the new modern age drug dealer. <laughs> I'm selling that crack. A creamy, sweet <laughs> crack. Oh, some good crack. Though, yeah. Man. And I mean, we're, we're also our customers. And, they, and I think people are more smarter nowadays too. Yeah. Like we, we have a lot of customers that come in that are, are very health conscious and they, they think like you about 80, 20, um, that they that you need to have that that cheat day, whatever you want to call it, that balance that you know, like you're not always going to be eating donuts every day. We t- and we know that with our customers, we're not trying to you know tell them like, hey, this this is the breakfast of champions, like that's the day. Yeah, no, that's that's crazy. It's madness. <laughs> it's people are too educated and, and know too much about the world now to you can't you can't sell that. So, and it's 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 true though because. Um, and I, I only, I was vegan for maybe two years. I did raw veganism for a little bit, mm-hmm. but unless I was sick, literally, like unless I was ill and I needed to heal my body, very like I'm focusing in on on healing. Um, it just doesn't work out in life or in the city or when the holidays come or when friends visit or mm-hmm. when. Um, you're tired or when you have a new child, like it just doesn't work out. And I've been living this way now for 10 years. I've been living very consciously and really before that food was already important to me before then. But, um, I've been really conscious about what I put into my body for 10 strong years. Um, and I'm healthy. And what I'm realizing is like, okay, so I can eat, some donuts and some ice cream and some chocolate 
and some cookies, <laughs> which are my thing. Those are my go-to. I'm not. I'm not going to steak or yeah. burgers, which you know, for some people, it's that or yeah. alcohol or. Sure. For me, it's desserts. Yeah. Um, I can have those sometimes, and mm-hmm. actually, especially when the children were young, because I'm really, I don't really give them much of in particular with them, more so than myself, but. Uh, I can make a lot of that stuff, yeah. you know, in a healthier way. So 80, 20, you gotta have, you gotta have 80% whole foods, plant-based, colorful, diverse, living foods, 20% do you. Yeah. And I think what it mostly does too, is not only what you're physically doing, but I think that it's a mental thing because you can get really down on yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be like, dang man, I suck. I'm not eating good. Well, forget it. I'll just, I won't eat good. Yeah. You know, whereas if you give yourself that cushion and that leeway, all of a sudden it's like, Ooh, I get a Like I get to enjoy this. Yeah. It's a shift of mind. I've, I've had many of those days where I'm like, Oh man, I'm, I, I screwed up my diet. And I think a lot of people fall into that when they, when they try to stick to something like very, very strictly and they fall off, and they fall off, they fall off hard. Fall off hard, and crash. Yeah, and then you're just like, you know what, I'm over it. I, just, I already messed up, yeah. Yeah. So. It's not true, though. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, <laughs> I think Erica Badu said, why is there a steering wheel in a car? Maybe it wasn't Erica Badu, but... <laughs> why is there a steering wheel in a car? <laughs> you can turn around. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds like something she would say. <laughs> just turn around, you know, keep moving. Like, life isn't done until it's done. Yeah. Um, that's dope, though. I'm, I'm happy that I'm back to then. Um, I have another friend that as soon as I got back, I was like, nah, man. Like, nope. Nope. You got to get back on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not going to be my friend and just... I can't just watch you just hurt yourself, man. Like, yeah. it's hard. I love you guys. Can't let it happen. Um... But I know, and we just talked a little bit about, you brought up art and artists, but um, that's really, I mean, that's your, at least from my perspective as your friend, that's your modality. It seems mm-hmm. like creating art, your hand, your eye, um, that's really what you tune into. Um, I mean, would you say that that's like, if you had to describe, you know, the, the most impactful mode of healing or what you use, what you turn to? Um, yeah, it's, it's creating, um, whether it's like a drawing, making a donut, um, even like dabbling and making beats and making music, mm-hmm. um, all of it. Like I, like the hardest thing for me is like focusing on that one thing. I mean, right now with, with the business, I'm obviously able to focus on that because if the donuts aren't being made, then, you know, we can't pay the bills, right? We can't pay our employees. So obviously that's where my focus is. But if I didn't have to be at the shop um, as much, which is kind of getting better, I'd probably be painting, drawing, uh, creating something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all, a lot of it now is making it for the business, creating stuff for the business. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think if I didn't have to work for money, I'd probably would just be a painter and travel the world. Yeah. You do some amazing work too, though. Um, extremely talented. I would love to see you doing it. Do you, do you consider like, um, classes or 
taking your skills out into the community and like teaching or taking classes. Yeah, te- oh, definitely not. Yeah, you're past taking classes. Not to say you couldn't take classes. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I've thought about that. I mean, I, I, don't, I think I need to kind of hone my skills in one area first. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably would be drawing um, if I were to teach anything. And I'm still taking classes too. I, I still, I think I'm always going to be a student um, of art. And uh, even when I was at Cox, I was taking classes. I was mm-hmm. taking like two or three classes of just drawing classes and painting classes. There's actually a school here in Scottsdale. It's called the, what's it called? The Artist School of something in Scottsdale, I think. I forget what it, what it is. But it's literally like five minutes from our shop. And they have open studios where you pay yes. like 10 bucks. And just go in and they have a live model. That you can draw from. Um, so, yeah. What does creating do? Like, what is it? What is drawing? What is painting? What does it actually do or activate within you? What is the. Um, it's a lot of things. I mean, it helps me. It's first off, a lot of, a lot of times it's, it's relaxing for me, it's mm-hmm. meditative. Um, like, I, I do yoga, but I can meditate. Do you do yoga, Dan? Yeah. Oh, you're a yogi. I didn't know that. That's dope. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't go every day, but I go I go just enough. Like, maybe like yeah. a couple of times a week. I mean, sometimes I'll go a few weeks without going, but um, there's a spot here called Hot Yoga University mm-hmm. that I go to. Um, really great classes there. Um, nice. And they have, they have the hot yoga classes that they normally have, but they have also their um, Kundalini meditative classes. Oh, have you gone to Kundalini? Yeah. Oh, I, let's talk about that a little too. Okay, we yeah. come back to that. I, I don't know. Well, I, I figured you'd know something about Kundalini yoga. But, uh, yeah, I, I was doing. I was actually doing that back in California on my own. Um, <laughs> so how I how I came across it, I was I was taking regular yoga classes at Saddleback College mm-hmm. next to Cox, and then one of the teachers was talking about Kundalini yoga and, and meditating and whatnot. So I remember looking it up. I found like a bootleg video. Yeah. Online. I, I, and they were super bootleg back then probably too. Like now bootleg is like kind of better. No, yeah. Bootleg now is, 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 is just like more, HD. Yeah. yeah it's HD. <laughs> but this one was straight bootleg where it was like, I mean, I had it on CD, but it was like a VHS bootleg yeah. <laughs> with the grain and everything. Um, but I, I had that, and I was like, I was doing that. I remember when I first got into it, like the first year, I, I made the effort to say, "I'm gonna like, I'm gonna do this for a thousand days." Nice. I I think I only made it to like fifty some days. It was a good effort. <laughs> um, but. I mean, I still, I, I think it's, it's still stuck with me where I, like, whenever I need to, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. meditate. Um, but yeah, going back to the whole art thing, like, art helps me meditate as well, too. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just zone out for, like, hours and just draw. Especially if I'm taking the, if I go to one of the studios, I'll just, I'll be there for, what, three or four hours and mm-hmm. be on a, you know, drawing a model or whatever, whatever, drawing whatever subject I'm drawing, and I won't even see the time pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's my my space, my world. I can remember being at Cox, and I don't even know what you were doing or what you're creating. Um, but as soon as you went into your creation, like as soon as you were either thinking about or planning or drawing or something, I felt a zen. Um, I could even. 
just the other day or a couple days ago when you were here and you drew a little something really quick. Um, there's a Zen that there's a Zen energy that you actually like put out when you draw. And maybe most artists are like this. Um, but I can, I can feel it. I can actually like feel that then, especially when we talked about music too. Mm. Um, we had a love of hip hop back then. I was super into hip hop those days too. Yeah. Um, you've heard some of my songs. Oh. Oh, man. For real? I haven't heard your songs. Maybe you have to put a song on. <laughs> All right, we're about to bump them in the healing yeah, kitchen. Put it on, we're going to yeah. put it. We'll put one on when we go, we right, go upstairs. Cool. For real, man. I, I remember seeing. I got bars, Dan. You got bars? <laughs> We got bars, we got chocolate bars and maple bars too. <laughs> Dang, that's dope. No, that's, that's, I remember seeing a video where you're in a studio, but I didn't know you actually made songs. Oh, man. I never asked you about that. That's cool. Yeah, music too. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk. I want to talk a little bit about Kundalini, but only because I, it's beautiful that you brought that up because literally I sent a text message to a friend this uh, late last night mm-hmm. um, about Kundalini. And numbers. So uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty perfect that you bring that up. Yeah. Um, so are you doing like the – so I, so I too, I, I only well, – I've never took, I've never taken a kundalini class. Yoga, I took my first yoga class at Cox in Rancho San Margarita. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I can remember doing it for maybe like nine weeks straight, and then the teacher changed, and I didn't like the new teacher, so I stopped going. Yeah. Plus it was like 60 bucks a month or something. Oh, wow. We were balling back then, but yeah. it was like, <laughs> like, it was a little bit pricey for, yeah. but, um, fell in love with it. And, it, and I fell in love with the, uh, the dead man's pose, which I can't remember the technical, uh, right, the exact term for that. But, yeah. um, that ending pose, I can remember having this woman help me learn how to actually stop my mind, you know, mm. just laying flat on the, on the floor after this intense practice. Focusing on your breath. Focusing on your breath. And what she would do is actually start us at the toes and say, put all of your attention on your toes and then let them go and would walk us up the body yeah, all the way up. up yeah, through your old, yeah. Oh, and like by the time you're at your cheeks and she's like, put all of your attention on your cheeks and let them go. And I'm like, oh my God, my cheeks are <laughs> relaxed. And like in my whole body, it was mind blowing back then. Yeah. Um, but Kundalini, I, I, I didn't come to until I was, it was after I had Zakai. Mm-hmm. So only about four years ago, five years ago, um, I started doing Kundalini from YouTube videos. Yeah. And there was a series of this woman who barely spoke English. Um, it was uh, like seven classes or so at first, and it was all about the it was all about the spine and all about mm-hmm. the all about that. So I don't know if Kundalini, I don't know how much how much Kundalini really encompasses or much about the postures and things. But I know that it, from what I know, it's really about spinal work. Mm-hmm. Um, is that or is there much more to the practice? I, I, I... I don't want to butcher and, and say I know enough about it. From what you know, yeah. But yeah, from what I know, yeah. There's there's a lot of spine work. Um, a lot of, uh, um, gosh, what's the word now? I'm forgetting the word. Um, you know, when you when you say the specific chants and whatnot. Yeah, the... Um, 
I want to say mudras, Kri- but kriyas. I think kriyas. Oh, okay, yeah. I think it's kriyas. Um, kriyas, yes. K i k r i y a s. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of a lot of that. Um, that's why they're in Satnam. Do you know Satnam? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Truth is my name. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. This the the videos I went through. Um, that's where I learned pretty much a lot, a lot of it, and even like now, whenever I if I ever if I can't make it to a class. I just I'll pop on that CD and mm-hmm. kind of just follow it. Um, so all I know pretty much of it is just those guided meditations. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, I should probably go back into it and do some more research on, on Kundalini yoga, but um, it's helped me a lot with meditating and finding my own peace and my own space. Um, I, I went into doing that because at that time, I was trying to do a lot back then at Cox and trying to go back to school and try to go back and do my art and everything. You went to like a, you started a master's program, right? I didn't, I didn't start a master's program, but I was, I was looking into getting um, another bachelor's in, in illustration and art. Um, I remember you went back to school though and it was like, it yeah, was heavy. It was, it was a lot of work and I, I was going through a lot of anxiety at that time. So that's why I was looking for some sort of yoga to do that. There was more about meditating. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, now looking back on it, I could have done any yoga. It would have helped me, like any type of yoga, because whether it was more intensive on the body, I think it would have, it would have all helped. Um, but yeah, no, it really helped then, though, when I was doing a lot of meditating and, and trying to just kind of shut myself off from everything I was doing, like whether it was at work or all the art stuff because even that stuff too like I still even though I like I said it, it does help me with meditating there's still a lot of anxiety with drawing and painting because I'm still thinking about things and um, having to use my left brain versus my right yeah that's what Kundalini it's beautifully just said that having the left versus the right brain for me Kundalini is really about that center moment mm-hmm. and um, in the definitely had a lot to do with child with childbirth and having children I think of like they came out of my center core um I had something activated for sure within but Kundalini was um I don't really know why I found my way towards it well except for everything is supposed to be how it is right yeah um but there was this woman she always wore all white and I did these videos every night for months and there was a night and this is what ha- what was last night it was pretty powerful um really i'm so i'm a seven numerically my birthday equals seven mm-hmm. um safari is a seven as well actually and two sevens come together and create a great structure you know like a square something really stable oh, wow. um very in, in tune with the energy of seven I also love uh, all the master numbers, 22, 33, 44, 11. 11 to me is the energy of side by side, like it's the warrior tribe of us that are vibrated to this number and we stand side by side much stronger together. Mm-hmm. Love 22 though, it's one of my most favorite numbers. And last night I uh, kind of just literally came across something that said 22 divided by seven is pi, is what pi is. I've since I did more research and someone said that it's not exactly perfect, that it's an imperfect equation, that it, it doesn't exactly equal 3.14, blah, 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 blah. But 
It's pretty dang close. If you put it in the calculator, it does come up with that. Really? What is it? 22 divided by 7. 22 divided by 7. 22 divided by 7 equals pi. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I mean, in the calculator, it does it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, I've had, I, I looked into some mathematicians, and they were like, uh, no, it's not correct. But then I also found mathematicians that said, yes, this is why it equals that. And there's, yeah. you know, equations to it. Math has never been my extremely strong point. But um, so then last night I was doing a blog and I was looking for an old picture for the blog. And um, I came to an email that I had sent to my friend who was born at 11 11, a mom friend that I met in Arizona many years ago. And um, I sent it to her on April 24th at 2.27 in the morning. So the night that I learned that 22 divided by 7 is pi, I came to this email that I sent at 227 mm-hmm. in April. And this night was, I don't think I've actually talked about this night either on the podcast. So um, thank you for bringing Kundalini up because um, this night was uh, a night that changed my life. Um, I was watching a movie that that friend who was born at 11, 11 mm-hmm. recommended me to watch and I put it on and I'll never forget. I was just, I was sitting there late at night, probably like 3 a.m. No, it wasn't. It was two twenty-seven, So it was earlier than that. Um, I remember looking at the movie like, this is so corny. Like I don't even, <laughs> she probably doesn't know how cool I am. Like I can't yeah. even watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. What was the movie? Called The Shift um, by Dr. Wayne Dyer. And I don't know. I know we talked about Wayne Dyer back in the day because The Power of Intention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had just read that that book a couple years before I met you. So I know we were talking about The Power of Intention back then. Um, So I read that back in the day. And as soon as she was like, well, it's Dr. Wayne Dyer. It's called The Shift. Like, well, that sounds good. So I'm going to watch it. I put it on. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is, it was a movie about this family and it was just so corny. Yeah. And I was like, how am I going to tell my friend? We were still newer friends. I was like, how am I going to tell her that I can't even watch this? It's too corny. (laughs) (laughs) And then the baby wakes up. Zakai is like, it was April. So he's five months old. He wakes up. I run into the room, nurse him back to sleep. I come back out into the living room Mm -hmm. and I sit down. And within moments of me sitting back down, the movie says, this is all it says. Uh, well, blah, 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 and something, something. And I come to the realization that everything is okay. Yeah. And that message um, at that moment, after, because I started doing Kundalini after I had Zakai, mm-hmm. very closely after I had Zakai. So after months of doing Kundalini at the same time at night, matter of fact, I maybe was even doing it during watching this movie, just rotating my spine, working with my spine. Everything is okay was said. And there was this simultaneous experience of my head dropped back and I started to, well, I actually, before I started to laugh and cry, Mm -hmm. um, I had the most recognizable energy pierced through my head, down my spine, out of my body. And I really wouldn't say this, like, 
I wouldn't make this up. Because yeah. <laughs> back then, I, even back then, I was been like, you can't tell people this. They're going to think you're telling <laughs> stories or you're just a liar yeah. or something. Like, yeah. this energy pierced through my head, down my spine, out the bottom of my body. And I actually, although I was on a second story, I knew it went into the earth. Mm. And my head, as it, as it came into me, my head dropped back and I started to cry, cry and laugh. Yeah. At the same time, like, oh, <laughs> cry and laugh at the same time. Yeah. And I was crying because I was sad that I had ever doubted anything about life. Mm. And I was extremely joyous that I, that I, that I had like, I want to say that I had also doubted anything in life, but I was so happy to finally know that I never had it, that I never had to doubt anything in life yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. The message of it's everything is okay mm. pierced me. And although I had for years been already living in the awareness that everything happens because it's supposed to, we used mm. to talk about that matter of fact a lot back then. Yeah, yeah. That night, Something was different. So I, I sent her an email at 227 mm. in the morning telling her, Oh my gosh, I'm crying and laughing and overwhelmed with, with this energy. And I call you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it, I think it was, I think it was a, a people call it a Kundalini experience. Um, but I think it I had, had a lot to do with Kundalini and with those videos. So Dan, I went back to try to find those videos like the next week and those videos were taken down off of YouTube That's and they crazy. never were back. <laughs> That's crazy. So it came into your life just to give you enough information to, to move forward and that's, that's a trip. That's crazy. Videos were gone. Yeah. The lady in the white. <laughs> the lady in the white. Wow. I looked for it because I was like, can we have this experience again? Yeah. <laughs> So that's that's one thing. Yeah, I read about Kundalini that like there's that awakening where that you're opening up your your spine, your chakras. Um, what is it? This there's some sort of theory about it being like a serpent or something. I, I'm not gonna quote it right, but yeah, the the awakenings that people have like some it takes some people years of practice to get there. Sometimes it could just happen randomly just from doing something. So yeah, that's to me. It sounds like he has some sort of awakening or opening up of something in your your chakras. Or well, and I I saw of course I'm like well I was really hit at first, and I don't think I started doing research for a while because I didn't Kundalini awakening even like I kind of knew what was going on, but it still was all a little bit too magical for me to really take seriously. Um, Plants change that though. I mean, within a year. Uh, actually, no, it was before that, that I had, Roz was two and I had the first, I fell in love with a piece of kale. Uh, it was a piece of kale that I was cutting and I looked at the kale and I was like, oh my God, you are as, you are a, you're be- as beautiful as a lover. Yeah. Like I was, I fell in love with this piece of kale. And so they slowly, things slowly started to change. Yeah. Um, but they got really intense after that. But the thing about the Kundalini awakening that they talk about is that it comes from, um, from your core, from your, from down to up. Yeah. Right. And, and that, and really we are a, a magnetic. Our spine is truly, you know, cause that's what you were saying, left and right brain. 
there is a neutral center point and it's our spine Mm -hmm. and we have a few hormones that exist in our sexual organs and our heart these things that exist along this center and they are the most powerful aspects of us Mm -hmm. um do you remember that story i told you uh because when you were telling that story now sorry to go off no because i just totally lost track of my thoughts so you're supposed to (laughs) uh when you told me that story about how you had that experience, it reminded me almost exactly of what happened to me. But this is before I, I discovered yoga and Kundalini, but um, my friend Christine that, that passed away. On my birthday. Well, so so she, she what was, your birthday is, is March 10th, right? March 10th. So she actually, no, so I, I didn't, I, didn't, I never cleared this up with you. She, yeah. Actually, she, <laughs> actually, it wasn't on your birthday. It wasn't on your birthday. No, but this, but this goes back into the whole numbers thing that, like, I don't remember what happened, but something happened on March 10th, and it was, and it had to do, and it had to do oh, with Oh, it was. Day. It was something different. It yeah. wasn't the day. It wasn't, it wasn't her birthday. So it was something that actually happened on that day, and it, and, it was like, and I remember telling that day, I'm like, I'm like, yo, this thing happened to me today, and it happened on your birthday. So, and I just remember, I just, I just pieced the two together. So, I mean, but she had recently passed as well. She passed like a month so, before. She okay. was like, it was like February 17th, I think. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I was already, I was working there at Pax when it happened, and I remember telling you, I'm like, hey, my friend just passed away, and probably gonna take a couple of days off and whatnot. Um, but anyway, so around that time, there was. Um, I went to, do you remember my friend Victor? You, you met Victor, but I don't think you remember him. But, so I went to, went to his house. Um, we, we had smoked. And this, the crazy thing was, back then, I didn't really smoke all that much. I mean, I did, like, years before when I was in college. But I, I wasn't, it was never really my thing. Uh, but anyways, my friend Christine, she would always, whenever we hung out, she would always try to get me to smoke. And I'm like, nah, I don't really, I don't really smoke anymore. So after she passed away, I was like, you know what? to honor Christina the smoke, you know? So I went to, to Victor's house. Um, we That's smoked. a good friend. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> hey, that, do that for me, too. That's yeah, yeah. a good friend. <laughs> That's beautiful. So um, there was a bunch of, of things that happened all these times. I mean, it could have been all in my head. It probably was, but mm-hmm. there's one time that I still won't forget it. Like, I, I had smoked, and then... Um, Victor had to leave the house, and I was like, I can't, I'm not going to drive, I'm going to really show the park. So I went to the park, went down the street, and I, I don't, I really tell the story, because especially, like, if, once you start telling a story, like, oh, I was, I was high. People discredit it. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, that's cool. So I don't really, I mean, I'll tell, I'll tell the story to people who might have an open mind about it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I was at the park, um, listening to music, and I was looking at, I was looking at this, the field in front of me. I'm, I'm laughing about it because it just sounds crazy. But I'm, I'm looking at the field in front of me. It looks like a to me, it looked like a cornfield, right? And I remember just looking at, it, listening to music, and I was feeling like this weird sense of like love and, and light. And I started seeing like like balls of like light, right, coming out of the field. And I was imagining to myself like, oh wow, this is what if this is like what if this is like the entrance to heaven, right? This is, mm. this is like, this is what heaven looks like when you're about to walk through it. This is like a cornfield and you just see like lights. And I think the reason why I probably thought that was because I was probably thinking of like Field of Dreams for that movie, the baseball mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about that 
And then all of a sudden the music kind of shifted because it was, it was a mix. I was listening to this this Jay Dilla hip hop mix, um, and I was, I was um, the, the mood had changed. It went from like this lighthearted beat to this really dark kind of grimy beat. And then I started my feelings started to shift. Right. So then I was I was seeing those balls of light, and then I was seeing like like dark areas. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I started thinking, like, oh, what if this is, like, fear and evil, like, in this world I'm seeing, too. So then I started kind of getting anxiety and started kind of feeling weird. So I remember just putting my head down. I'm like, all right, this is too much. The weed is too too much right now. I'm just too high right now. It's a real chronic. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Whatever that was, I don't I remember what I smoked then, but it was, it was pretty strong. So I had my head down, and I was getting, like, that anxiety, that fear, I'm like, man, I do not want to look up right now, and I just want to keep my head down. And then, so my eyes were closed, and all I could, all I could feel really, really was was, well, the only sense I was that I actually had was my hearing. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to the music, and I was hearing the music say, "Raise it up." Mm-hmm. So I was like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just lift my head up." But I couldn't. I, didn't, I couldn't lift my head up. I was like, it felt like my head was like, it just weighed like a ton. I couldn't lift it up. And then, like, all of a sudden, I felt this, like, warm sensation, like, right here in my chin. And I just felt like it was, like, lifting my head up. Mm. So I was like, it just felt like I was lifting, something was lifting my head up. Mm. And I was like, my, my head had lifted up. And, like, I didn't want to open my eyes still because I was still kind of fearful. And I said, all right, fine, we'll open my eyes up. So maybe it was my imagination playing tricks on me. Um, I open my eyes up, and then I just see almost like a silhouette, right? Mm. And, and it looked like my friend Christine. Mm. And it just went right like through me, and then all of a sudden I just felt like this warm sensation from the top of my head. So that's why right when you said that, it just like clicked with me. I'm like, it was that same feeling. It was like just that feeling where it just went straight through me, and I... I don't remember what question I had asked, um, but I felt like all these answers were coming in through me. Mm. I just couldn't understand what the answers were. Mm. It was almost like a million, like it wasn't even like voices, it was just like thoughts all, all at once. Mm. And I was like, what? I, I, and, that, and then I just started crying. Mm. Like tears were just coming down my face. Um, I don't know what experience that was, like where I can... I can define it as, but it was a, it was a experience I had. I mean, yeah, it was off of me being high and everything, but but the plants plants are are, are have always been used as spiritual aids. Mm-hmm. They've always been used as spiritual aids. They help us uh, release certain you know cognitive connections and let us you know yeah it's true. And I had that same thought too after. I'm like, how do I keep this? Yeah. <laughs> how do I get this back? So if I smoke the same weed, go to the same park, let me put my head down. <laughs> Obviously, it doesn't work like that. And I remember trying to get back to that place. And it doesn't it work doesn't, like that. Yeah. It doesn't. It's, it's in the moment. Yeah. It's what you're supposed to have. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, um, do you remember my sister, you and I, going to... To the beach. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because I still talk about that with Vic. Vic was there. My friend Victor was there. He was there too. He was there, and Will was there. 
Will was there too? Will was there. Yeah, Will was there. I totally don't remember him being there. So was a lot of us. Yeah. Does everybody remember it the same way? We, we, yeah, we talk about that because. So what do you remember? <laughs> do you want me to start? I want, I want, I want to hear what you remember. Okay. We're talking about the sky, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, okay. What do you remember? <laughs> See, he's right there. I know this is real. <laughs> I haven't talked about this with you since then, but it was. Just, Kiki and I talk about it all the time. I talk about it with Victor all the time. He was like, because he, he's like, remember that time we went to go smoke with your friend Anita? Dude, man. <laughs> Who are your friends? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is happening when we hang out with them? Yeah, I don't know. Because we, we were talking about that recently when I went, I went back home and we went to the beach. We were near that area where we went to. I remember it. It's the one that you got to go down all the stairs. the stairs. Yeah, the stairs, yeah. So I remember we, we had parked um, this Dana Point, I think. Right? Dana Point. I want to say Laguna Niguel, but it's somewhere. It was right. It was, it was pretty close to... Um, Anyways, whatever. Um, I so, know you passed a safe way to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we were on PCH. But yeah, so we were there. We were we smoked. And then we made that trek down the steps to the beach. Um, but yeah, you were, we were talking about like the sky and seeing like, I don't think, I don't think you were telling us a story about, about a previous experience there about seeing something in the sky, right? Mm. You, you remember, right? I don't remember telling a story. I just remember looking at the sky and watching a bunch of stuff happen. <laughs> and I, I mean, I have a very clear memory of what happened. Okay, maybe, maybe I'm hearing. I remember I remember it wrong, but I just remember I, I do remember talking about the sky and seeing something in the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember talking in the parking lot. I think we smoked in the parking lot and then we walked downstairs. Yeah, and I think um, I can remember running my mouth in the parking lot. Yeah. I don't know. I just remember the sky. Yeah. I remember us all watching the sky. Yeah. And then what we thought were stars started to move. Yeah, yep. And then and then we were talking like about UFOs and stuff, right? Well <laughs> a UFO is an unidentified object. Right, right. right. Yeah, so, yeah. so it could have been anything, but, but yeah, yeah. These were definitely unidentifiable <laughs> objects. Because this is what I remember, Dan. I remember there was a sequence to the madness of what was happening in the sky. Oh. I can remember, um, however it began, two stars linking up, mm-hmm. and then they flew, not stars, obviously, you know, they weren't stars, because now I, I have a very different connection with the sky, so they weren't stars. But wherever these things were, two of them linking up, and then flying together across <laughs> the sky. And then another two came and linked up, and then flew across the sky together. And then other two. And what what was the most amazing thing about them, and this is this is the part that I, I hold on to, mm. is that the lights just appeared. They didn't like fly. They didn't like come from away over there across the sky or over here. Yeah. They just appeared. It's 543. Oh shoot. We gotta go to healing kitchen. <laughs> I thought we had more time. Um, the lights just appeared. Mm-hmm. And linked up and followed each other across the sky. Um, we're going to have to talk more about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, I talk about it, but he's like, he's like, bro, what, what did we smoke that day? Because, like... We all saw the same thing, though. Yeah, and we were, we were all... I mean, or some version of yeah, some yeah, weird yeah. stuff happening in the sky. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
life everywhere. Life is everywhere. <laughs> Stay in contact with your friends, guys. I always, I always feel that energy when I when I talk to Dan, even over the years, because um, you know we were we were friends and and we worked together. And like, how many people do you meet? Not to say that there wasn't something special between our bond and our connection. We weren't intended to be lifelong friends. But um, how many people do you guys, you know, come across in your life? And you let that special bond go, you know, and you don't like try, even if it's a distance connection, like try to keep that connection alive. Um, that's what conversations really with friends is about for me. I, I just have been, I feel entrusted to have, um, long bonds with the dopest people I know on earth, man, that, um, I don't know, they just enrich my life, and I'm just so thankful um, that we stayed in contact, man, that, like, over the years, and then, right, you know, then we're here back, back at it again, you know? Um, Very blessed, for sure. Push yourself to to keep those bonds in your lives, friends, family, um, because they matter, and distance is nothing, you know, time and distance isn't really real. And you just never know what the future holds, man. <laughs> um, I don't even know if we got to everything. A time went by super quick. We got to go do healing kitchen. We got to go. We got to go prep up. We're gonna go cook some. I kind of forgot we were recording. Uh, we got to go prep up some healing kitchen, <laughs> some black bean burgers. Um, thank you, Dan. Yeah, thank you for coming and hanging out. Um, the local donut in Scottsdale, eighty twenty, guys. 80-20, 80% whole foods plants, but get those donuts in too. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to leave the family with, Dan? I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I keep supporting each other. I think it's, it's huge. Um, support your your circle. I mean, I, I, I've always considered you like more than a friend, family. Yeah. So I always, always, you know. In contact with you too, and I think it's super important. I mean, yeah, we meet a lot of people in our lives. I think you just make sure the ones that are that you feel connected to and you know, are important to you make that effort. You got to. Yeah. It's valuable. All right, family. Um, next week, who was on the show next week? I can't even think about it right now. I got to go do some cooking. Um, I love y'all. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.